slow down, reflect on how far you've come. And if it's not as far as you'd like, do something about it. Welcome to the Inspiring Teacher Podcast, the show that empowers educators to make a positive impact in the lives of their students and the education community. Whether you're a beginning teacher seeking guidance, a seasoned educator looking to excel further in your career, or anyone interested in the world of education, this podcast is for you. Get ready to dive into the world of inspiration with practical tips and meaningful conversations. Each episode is designed to provide you with valuable insights and actionable strategies that you can implement straight away. I'm your host, Jason Marshall, a passionate educator dedicated to supporting teachers in reaching their full potential. Join me as I bring in renowned experts, experienced educators, and thoughtful leaders to share their wisdom, experiences, and innovative approaches to education. Welcome back to the Inspiring Teacher Podcast. This week, I have another guest for you who, from a young age, this woman had big dreams for herself, her life, and her career. By 19, she was a high-performing team leader, and by 27, she was Australia's top-performing stocks and systems manager. But now, that is completely gone. To find out why and where she is now, please welcome my friend, Taylor Flanagan. Hello. Hello, Jason. Thank you so, so much for having me on. What an intro. No, thank you for coming on. I want to know, though, what happened to it and why? Could you share your story a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So as you touched on, like from a young age, pretty ambitious, really like wanted big things for my life and wanted to achieve a lot. And so my first job got the opportunity to go full time, like pretty much straight out of high school, jumped on that, took pretty much every opportunity to step up and take on extra responsibilities. And then by 19, I was awarded my first department to lead myself and my team. So that was really, really cool. Yeah, like you said, by 27, I was the number one stock and systems manager in Australia for a leading retailer. So that was really, really cool. That's incredible, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Absolutely. And well, why is it all gone now? So (laughs) I sort of realized along the way that, you know, retail management wasn't the, the goal for me, the end goal, the thing that was going to get me to that dream life. I knew that to be successful, to have like everything I wanted in life and to have, you know, the holidays and the houses and all that sort of stuff. My, my belief system was that I had to get a job, work hard, work my way up and climb the ladder, which is what I did. And I, you know, bought the house, bought the cars, had the motorbike, you know, had all these things that people, I guess, would have assumed then to be classified as like successful and happy. And I was like completely miserable. So uh, I realized through, you know, my own personal development journey that you need to find happiness and find success in the things that drive you and make you happy, not through like ticking boxes that, you know, you might assume will make you happy. So I gave it all up and, you know, sold the house, left the job, started new and yeah, couldn't be happier. Wow. Amazing. So it was almost like there was in action there for so long where you were just sort of going with the flow and not saying yes to opportunities. Is that what you would say? What was happening? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I just, I kept, I kept sort of pursuing something because I was already, I already kind of had my foot in that door. So Mm -hmm. like I kept going with my retail career because like I was, it was comfortable. It was easy. I knew what I was doing. And so it just, it felt like that was the natural progression for me. And that's where I should go. And quite early on, yeah, I realized that I, it wasn't what I wanted to do, but I, I didn't really, I didn't know where to start and I didn't know, I didn't see opportunities that were available. 
everything was kind of like, like not in my peripherals. Like I, it's like I, my eyes weren't open to opportunity. Mm, you had your blinkers on and that was it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we've talked before about the cost of inaction. Do you think you could define that in your own words and what that means to you? Yeah, absolutely. Cost of inaction. I guess, you know, everything has a cost in life. Uh, every decision you make, whether it's a good one or a poor one, has some sort of cost, you know. You've got to decide against one thing or another, right? Whether it's mm-hmm. you're deciding to miss out on drinking with friends because you're prioritizing your health or whether you're deciding to, you know, pursue a career and, you know, miss out on, you know, the fun things on the weekend or something like that. There's always a cost, right? But there's also a cost of inaction. So if you don't decide to do the things that you actually want to do, or if you don't decide to pursue the dreams that you know are within your reach or that you are like have the potential of getting, then the cost of inaction is the staying the same and staying stuck in the same thing that has, you know, kept you where you are, Mm. which can sometimes be you know, negative. Yeah. Yeah. In your opinion, then what are some common fears or uncertainties that individuals may have that lead them to this stagnant life? I think one of the biggest things for me when I sort of was contemplating, you know, what do I do next was just like not knowing where to start. Right. So like Mm -hmm. a fear from that would be like, what if I try something new and then I'm not good at it? Like I knew I was good in retail So that's what kept me there for so long. I was like, I'm good at this. What if I try something new and then I'm not as good, right? Mm. But then I also never really thought about it in the sense that like I spent, you know, 13 years doing this retail thing. And when I first started, I wasn't that good, but I learned it along the way. So I think a lot of people afraid of trying something new because they're scared that they might be bad at it Mm -hmm. or maybe they do try it and hey, maybe they're half good at it, but they also don't enjoy it as well. But it's not like there's never too late to try something new again. Yeah. So I think people like the security of what they're in. And that's what I really loved the security of Woolworths. I knew that I wasn't going to like be out of a job anytime soon. So mm-hmm. that safety and security was one of the things that kept me there for so long as well. Yeah. Mm. So how do you think individuals could develop their mindset then that encourages them to take that action, to be become that risk taker and just give it a go? Ooh. I think it starts with baby steps, right? Mm -hmm. Like big action can be scary. So start with little action, you know, maybe like if you, if you're in a full-time job and you want to leave it, try maybe pick up like a casual side gig and see if you like, you know, dip your toes into it before, you know, jumping head on and just quitting your job and trying something new. Mm -hmm. And that way you can kind of play around with some stuff as well. Yeah. Or even just, yeah, you don't even have to like apply for a job, try something online, you know, do something, just little baby steps, dip your toes in. And even not even work related as well. Try new things. You know, if you've never been to the Japanese place down the road, but you've heard it's really good, go and try it. Mm. Just building those little, little beliefs within yourself that you are okay when you try new things so that when you do have those bigger opportunities, it's not as scary. Yeah, I love that. And you touched on trying new things. In my career, it was, okay, I know that I don't want to be stuck here in the classroom the whole time and I want to step up into leadership. So I was literally putting my hand up and saying, hey, I know that such and such is away today. Can I have a go at, you know, stepping into this role? And sure enough, they would say yes. And it was just giving me experience, giving me that courage and that confidence to step into a leadership role. So yeah, I love that. Just give it a go. Those little baby steps. Mm. I was very similar in my retail management role, like to get to where I was at 19. I was the same. Like whenever someone went away, I was like, can I step in? Like, would you mind if I gave that a crack or, you know, just, yeah, reaching out and saying, hey, I'll I'll try that. Mm -hmm. And, And that's how I developed through my management career as well. Yeah, I love it. Have you ever encountered a situation where you said no 
but then that's resulted in some sort of negative consequence or an unforeseen consequence. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So I think back, you know, seven, seven or eight years ago, I had an opportunity to start an online business, a network marketing business. Mm -hmm. And I did really well with the products, with using the products and achieved some really great results. And all it would have meant was me, you know, sharing and helping other people have the same results. And I was too scared to share. And so therefore didn't really do anything with the business and just, it kind of fizzled out. And, Mm -hmm. you know, eight years later, I've got friends who were extremely successful in the same business. I definitely sometimes think back and think, what if I had of believed in myself back then and actually given that online business like a crack, maybe I wouldn't be, you know, here now or leaving my career of 13 years. You know, I could have done that eight years ago, potentially. So Mm. yeah. And that's my next question was going to be, well, what if, where would you see yourself if you took that opportunity then as a network marketer and say you went all in on that network marketing business, where do you think you would be now? Wow. Honestly, the vision that I have for myself right now for like in five years time, I feel like I probably would have already been there by now. Mm, Wow. Yeah. So that's, you know, the eight years plus another five. So what's that's 13 years. years. I suppose it's 13 years of growth in a way, but you could have fast tracked that 13 years if you just said, yes, I'm going all in right now. Made the decision. Yeah, let's do this. Mm. Or even yes, can someone help me? You know, like Mm. because I had people who were doing the same thing or had done the same thing, had success within that business. If I had have also been like, oh, you know what? I don't know how to do this. Maybe I can reach out to someone who does and ask them to help me and give me guidance. Then that could have potentially, you know, helped as well. But I I was too scared to do any of it. Mm. Everyone needs a mentor, right? Whether it's in in business, personal development, stepping up in your career, we all need a mentor of of some sort. And yeah, imagine if you did have that mentor back then. Yeah, Mm. well... The possibilities, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I want to flip that now. So that was eight years ago where you had this inaction. Let's say in the past 12 months, how much action have you taken within yourself, within your career? What has changed? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So even just within the last 12 months, so 12 months ago, I got my own mentor and in the last 12 months, I've left my career of 13 years. I'm working in a completely different field now. I've started my own business. Within that business, I've earned more in like commissions in the last 12 months than I did in the eight years prior. Wow. Yeah. So a lot has changed. Mm. And that was all from you saying yes. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Let's say looking at your experience, you were living a life where you were saying no quite often or you weren't doing anything. If there's listeners out there right now who have just realized, wow, holy shit, I'm saying no a lot. What could they do right now to then implement something even better in their future? Ooh, that's a great question. Don't go and say yes to everything, right? Because if you say yes to everything, I feel like you'll be spread too thin. And there was a time when I did that. So, you know, 12 months ago when I was started being presented with new opportunities and my, you know, my blinders came off, I did say yes probably more often than I should have, but I also, I didn't want to miss opportunity. So I think play around with the balance of saying yes. You know, if there's something that you really believe that can help you and you've been scared to say yes, just say yes once, you know, like it's don't put the pressure on yourself to start becoming this yes person and to be open to all the opportunities. It only takes one opportunity to really change your life and change your direction to really pivot. So figure out what that opportunity is for you and just say yes to just one thing to start off with. Yeah, I love that. There's so many things out there where it could be an opportunity 
or a distraction? How would someone know if this is an opportunity or if this is a distraction? Ooh, the old shiny object syndrome. Yeah. We've all got it inside us. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And I've definitely, I've definitely gotten distracted by the shiny object. I think when weighing it up, you've got to look at short-term gain versus long-term gain. Usually the best opportunities come from the long-term gain, from that delayed gratification. It really, it sort of helps with that discipline. It helps with that mindset of like sticking to something. And, you know, those quick wins, those like instant gratification opportunities are usually the shiny object. They're usually the distraction more than anything. Yeah, I love it. Thank you so much, Taylor, for jumping on today and sharing your experience of inaction. I know that you would have inspired so many people out there just to go out and actually stop living this stagnant life. Stop just doing the same mundane things every single day. If people want to know more about you, where can they find you to sort of find out more about your story? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on, Jace. So I'm mostly active on Instagram. So it's Flano. And I'm sure Jace will pop those in the show notes anyways. But yeah, yeah 100%. pretty much on Instagram is the best place to find me. Amazing. So just like Taylor said, I'll pop all that in the show notes. So if you want to go and find Taylor, hit her up, give her a conversation, and she'll tell you all the juicy details about inaction and how to get around that as well. My last question, Taylor, that I love to ask everyone, if you were to give 30 seconds of advice right now to our listeners, what would that be? Ooh, 30 seconds of advice. Slow down, reflect on how far you've come, and if it's not as far as you'd like, do something about it. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you got value from this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could take 20 seconds out of your time and leave me a five-star rating and a written review. Remember, you have the power to make a lasting impact in the lives of your students. So until next time, keep inspiring, keep teaching, and keep reaching for greatness.